I'm Sean Wortham. Thank you for tuning in to the Charter School Connection podcast. Uh, right before the holidays, back in 2022, uh, I met with Sina High School out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, I was able to talk with the principal, Jennifer Pry, and the basketball and student su uh, success coach, uh, Lawrence Jackson. They had some awesome stories about um, kind of the unity they've been seeing out at their school, out in Albuquerque. Um, they've had a lot of trials. Um, they serve a community of underprivileged and forgotten about uh, teens um, who just maybe had some trouble with the law in the past, or they're just coming from these homes that aren't super supportive. Um, and so I was just curious to figure out how they were educating uh, their students, how they're growing, how they're running their facility in order to create an environment like they do, one that is embracing and empowering. They share success stories of students that came um, with all this baggage and now that they're just performing um, on all cylinders and it's just so cool to see that. Um, and so I hope that you enjoy this podcast, learning about their success stories and what they're doing out in Albuquerque. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Charter School Connection podcast. I'm your host, Sean Wortham. I'm here with two special guests today, Jennifer Pry, who is the uh, principal of Sina High School out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. With her is also uh, Lawrence Jackson, who is the student success uh, coordinator and uh, coach. And he also coaches the basketball team out there at Sina High School in Albuquerque. So I want to thank both of you guys for taking time out of your busy schedules to meet with me. So thank you. Awesome. For Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. I'm really looking forward to diving into uh, your school because it's just unique from other charter schools. And um, for those who've listened to our Trinity Charter Schools podcast, um, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, awesome similarities um, as these are, uh, this is a school trying to reach out to students, trying to provide second chances. But um, anyways, to dive right into it, I was wondering, starting with Jennifer, if you could just give us a quick uh, like autobiography of who you are, you know, like your history and how you came to be the principal at Sina High. Sure. So I'm, um, I actually am an athletic trainer by trade. <laughs> and I had my first athletic training position where I was essentially forced to teach. It was either I could be an <laughs> athletic trainer and this teacher, or I could throw my resume out there again and go and go go do something else so um I had a was lucky enough to have a mentor and who was who was also my boss kind of you know really really coached me up to giving teaching a, a, a shot alongside this um at a very inner city high school in Denver by the name of Abraham Lincoln High School I was lucky enough there to be um you know mentored same deal along the way by a principal by the name of Scott Mendelsberg he's the author of College Now and it was there, it was there I learned the importance of a master's degree in, in pursuit as, you know, as an, as an educator, because I, I was quickly, quickly becoming very fond of teaching, um, just like I had still had a really strong passion for sports medicine and athletes. 
Um, and from there, I went to get my master's degree at UNLV as a, the head women's volleyball athletic trainer and adjunct instructor there. And as I was that adjunct instructor, they actually moved me permanently over to the athletic training education program because I was a better teacher teaching my craft to other students who needed the experience um, to develop their athletic training clinical skills on college athletes. Wow. So while, while I was there, I met, I met, my, um, I met my husband who um, also happened to be enlisted in the Air Force at the time. So that took, that took me on a journey to um, from Las Vegas, Nevada to San Antonio, Texas, um, back out to Vandenberg Air Force Base in California where I um, became a health and wellness careers academy coordinator, still really getting to teach my craft. And I didn't have the responsibility of late nights of athletic training anymore because I was now by then also a mom of two boys. So um, it was there that I, again, had another awesome mentor, Celeste Pico, said, you really need to give administration a shot. We think you'd be really good at it. Nope. I see how hard you guys work, the hard conversations and the not fun stuff that you guys get to do. Not us. No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And she's like, no, I really think you just need, you really need to give it a shot. So, and I was in this kind of in this sort of spots, you know, not quite an assistant principal, not really a dean, a little bit better than a department chair. Um, so she coached me enough to keep an open mind. And when I got to Albuquerque, um, we PCS to Kirtland Air Force Base, where I knew my my husband's military career is, was ending, and you know the promise was it was my turn. Um, so we got to Albuquerque, and I realized how much help was needed here. Um, and classroom work was by that time I was still you know I was I was still teaching and loving it, but I, it, it was definitely kind of time to 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 try something new. So I went to work and got my administrator license from our, from our local alternative um, education program here called the Cooperative Extension Service. And I went into administration. I've been in administration now four years and was an assistant principal for two at, at Mission Achievement and Success Charter School. I was a director and principal, uh, founding director of academics and principal for a K-8 to uh, charter school up in Santa Fe is the first, first state charter school um, wow. in, in, New, in New Mexico. So there's a, it was a very good learning experience up there um, and was super lucky enough um, to be selected for this position um, in July. Wow, crazy. So uh, what does your husband do now? <laughs> so he's 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 got two he's got two years left, and he is stationed in an unaccompanied tour. So he's by himself oh. um, over at Inserlik Air Base in Turkey. Holy cow! Well, man, so I'm sure that adds some stress oh. just being, I don't know, separated from your husband, him being halfway across the world. It, it's Jen, Jen where's the superwoman cake <laughs> I appreciate that it's it's um I got a crazy stubborn independent streak too so it, while their day is where Lawrence and I joke about the third shift trying to go home and get kids to practice and stuff like that um yeah that's tiring and that's hard um but it's okay it's fine yeah wow I I'm beyond impressed. I, I feel like we could do a p- whole p- 
podcast on how to manage your time and with you so um cool well, thanks jennifer it just lives in my favorite color day timer <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that's awesome thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your story sure. and, uh, lawrence if you don't mind just explaining to me uh, how you came to this position oh man uh i kind of had a, a a different path um I jacked but, him. Uh, huh he said how did you become in this position i said i hijacked him Yes, <laughs> very true. And I would love for Jen to tell that story. <laughs> How that unfolded. That's a good story. Um, but no, I, um, I'm originally from Chicago. Um, went down, went to college in Florida. Uh, I've always been an athlete, always played sports, uh, got into coaching uh, with my kids as they were getting older and wanting to play sports. Um, kind of fast tracked a little bit, was in Florida for, for 15 years. Um, uh, my son's mom is from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, we have been visiting, you know, back and forth. And she really wanted to get back to get back to some family and friends and kind of just get back to what she knew. And um, we decided to move here in uh, 2018, uh, summer of 2018. And uh, as I was in the transition of my my last job trying to find work here, uh, her mother-in-law, um, I'm sorry, her mother, my mother-in-law, uh, was the uh, college and career uh, counselor at uh, MAS, Mission Achievement and Success. So uh, they were in need of an athletic director and kind of someone to kind of head up their uh, after school program and kind of get kids more engaged in some of the things that I was doing uh, in Florida with some friends of mine who started, uh, a friend of mine started a company called Highest, which was uh, helping young athletes succeed. So I was partnered up with him and we were doing a lot of training and coaching uh, athletes. And so they really liked what I was doing in Florida and kind of wanted to implement something like that uh, at MAS. Uh, so I got on there uh, as the athletic director and attendance coach. Um, you know, that I was there for almost four and a half years uh, before, uh, as Jen says, hijacked me. <laughs> and, uh, so, but I ended there uh, as the uh uh, dean uh, of MAS Charter. Um, the, my last position was the elementary dean uh, before Jen did the hijacking. <laughs> but um, but that's kind of how I got into this position. Kind of really just fell into my laps. Um, I'm really good with kids. Um, you know, get along great with people, and you know, I always make a joke that I'm just I'm just a dad trying to figure it out. You know, <laughs> and um, but yeah, just kind of just really just fell into my lap. You know, I have a uh, you know as much as I love my sports and and training and coaching, uh, my previous job in Florida was sales and management. So I mm. think just my, uh, that background with the sales and management piece just helps me relate and understand people. Uh, I have four kids of my own. Uh, so them seeing me uh, react or how I react to kids in certain situations. And I have a, a similar background to some of our kids here uh, with some of the, the, the bad decisions or poor decisions that I made uh, <laughs> as a young teenager. Um, I can relate to some of them. And like I said, having kids their age, uh, my oldest being 20, you know, going through his, you know, transition from young man to, you know, now a man, uh, you know, I have a lot of relatable stories and, and can relate to them a lot. So I think it's easier for them to come and find someone that they can talk to, uh, kind of relate to, kind of understands, you know, I can kind of somewhat, you know, speak the language, you know, of a 15, 16 year old, yeah. they kind of, you know, oh, he's not that bad, you know, and it kind of makes the conversation go a little easier. So uh, for me, I just, I've been very fortunate to uh, have Jen, you know, uh, at MAS to help mentor me and kind of guide me and kind of lead me into like, 
you know, some of the, the, the things that I've learned and kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, but really just, I, I can't lie. Just, it really just kind of fell into my lap, you know, not really anything I was looking for, just kind of like, Hey, you'd be good at this. You should start trying to do this and do that. And as I pursued it, it just, you know, everything's, uh, you know, this hand that I've been dealt has been, you know, been all aces, you know, I can't complain, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't complain. Yeah, I just can't complain, you know, I'm just, it, it's, it's a win-win for me, you know, so. But, uh, that's kind of that's kind of my story kind of in, in a nutshell um you know I guess we could dive in a little deeper of some of the the choices that led me uh to the position I guess but uh you know in a nutshell uh like I said from Florida to here and you know being in in position to uh, have people like you know Jim Pry you know mentor me and kind of take me out of their wing and you know uh just kind of mold me you know into yeah. a student success coach or or, or dean uh, into this position and you know I buy in and to what we're trying to do here you know and it's uh it, it's do we're doing good things we're doing good things here so leave it yeah. so you're you're talking about uh what you're leading into what you do at Cena High and I was wondering if hmm. both of you could just take a second or a moment to explain to me the the history of Cena High and kind of what makes Cena High School unique Sure. About, about the history yeah so we've we've been a charter since 2004 um here founded by so but literally our name gilbert l senate charter high school it was originally two different charter schools one on the west side one on the east side where we where we still reside today um and um as charter school growth you know and and communities change Senna High has been able to has been able to really roll with it for you know kind of for lack lack of a better term. Um, founded by a student like ours, his his late wife um, actually still serves on our governing board, and she describes him as one of the kids at school. <laughs> I, I mean, just one of the kids at school. Never never really understood. Probably made some bad choices along the way, and instead of being taught how to correct the mistakes and to be given another shot at life, um, he was a stop out, kind of drop out, you drop out individual. So he, um, you know, part of his mission in charge has always been to, you know, to serve, to serve kids who learn differently and need individualized instruction. Yeah. So over, over as, as Senna's, you know, mission statement and vision statement has evolved to what it is today. Um, it's always been a relentless pursuit of giving students an opportunity to accelerate their learning no matter what, and that they're celebrated in that success as they re-navigate life, whether they're correcting a mistake that's their fault or not, right? Yeah. We, we, today we recover, we can, we can earn up to eight credits a year based on our credit recovery model. Um, and, um, we offer, we offer summer school and we do offer, um, a, what's called a flexible schedule. So essentially two shortened sessions where the students have intense individualized credit recovery, data-driven instruction. And then as they see the, as they see the, um, you know, regular, regular, for example, um, English 10 class, you know, grade 10 classes, English 10, geometry, you know, um, chemistry, those are all live taught hands-on, hands-on learning. 
On Fridays, we've got a half day so the students can learn to see and appreciate the value beyond the classroom. Up, up to the pandemic, that hadn't been done well. It was all about getting in and getting the credits accomplished. Okay, so after the pandemic, it was very evident across, really across the entire world, it's certainly across the nation, that not only did we have to close a, close an achievement gap that can take up to four years to, to re-navigate, that's what research and data is telling us now, the students still don't understand what they want to do when they grow up. Yeah. Because they don't have, they don't, they don't see the value between the, they don't see the value of, for example, needing to read on grade, you know, on grade level, they don't see the value of, you know, having basic algebra logic expressions to be able to, you know, work, work up the street at um, Intel and some of the, you know, in some of the engineering fields, they don't have, they don't know how to run a basic checkbook. So therefore, they'll never be able to work at a bank type thing. Now, a lot of our, our a lot of our kids are blue collar, you know, trades type types of students. So, car, you know, cars, auto mechanics, cosmetology, things like that. Those are all at the forefront of our um, work ed and dual credit program. Yeah. Um, and that that kind of that kind of in a nutshell kind of bring, bring, brings us up to our half day, you know, to our half day Friday. On the back side, on the back side of this pan pandemic, where I, where um, my, where I'm really excited to dig in and get my experience, um, you going and get and get you know really high quality, a high level, you know high level teachers and humans, you know like Jackson is for students to be able to understand what it means to be celebrated. It's it's not it's not a kid's fault all the time that they can't <laughs> sit still in class. Yeah. Right? It's not the kids' fault all the time that they're late, right? <clears throat> now, I, I also I also recognize that kids lie. For example, <laughs> I have this. I'll tell teachers all the time when we're trying to lay out a system. You know, hashtag kids lie. You gotta, you know, we gotta be better about running it down yeah. and being able to talk the language amongst each other because they the kids are kids. They're not only are they coming to us with, with some kind of trauma or whatever, they also they also are kids. They're going to they're going to put they're going to push the envelope. Um. So, it, as my predecessor and I were communicating, I was being onboarded. She was very she was very excited for pro the project based learning approach, the service learning approach. Um, and really digging into a restorative practice and restorative culture where kids are still held to a high level and a high standard, but we're not going to kick them out the very seconds they don't pass a class, right? We're not going to kick them out the very seconds they, um, you know, get, do a vape pen or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, there's, an element, there, there's an element of safety here um, that I'm really, that I'm really proud of. That's very evident. The school typically, typically charter schools don't have athletics. Lawrence and I <laughs> know to our core, it's often athletics in a place to belong that will save a kid's life. Mm -hmm. So the being, 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 being able to, um, coordinate, have funding, 
to get that to get that you know to get that off the ground and clearly the talent in the room the talent on this call um has been in, has been instrumental to make that that to make that kind of his that his that historical shift if you will um happen absolutely i mean i, I gotta just throw this in there like i mean we used to have a hard time getting them to come to school here we are on a half day friday where kids leave at 12 40 and my basketball team's still here at two o'clock <laughs> you know we're at the mall and they're like no we're going back to school we're like no you can go home you know we talked to your parents we're like no we're gonna come back to school and here they are in the back <laughs> still here at school you know wanting to be here so i definitely feel the culture is is, is making the shift in the right direction you know because where do you find kids on a friday get yeah. done at 12 40 and here it is two o'clock still want to be at school after being at the mall <laughs> Man, that's crazy. So. And, uh, you have to tell me if uh, this guess is accurate or not, but with students that come from their backgrounds that you've mentioned, and with you offering this basketball program, I feel like uh, you're like a real like walking, breathing, like Coach Carter. Do you know the movie <laughs> Coach Carter? Yeah, uh, I remember Coach, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Is, is that true at all? Like where you're no, like- I, I, will, I will say not entirely. Um, <laughs> definitely could take some things from that though you know definitely uh, not as hard uh, <laughs> you know my my approach can't be as hard um with our kids um because obviously we're and and, and my and the way I look at things I gotta look at things from a very realistic standpoint of like how far can I really push before they understand that it's coming for a, from a place that they understand before they get up and walk out and quit yeah. or give up you know, so I, I have to be careful. And, and like me and Jen always say, we got to tote the line, you know, on when we kind of crack the whip and how we do it. Uh, so my approach is a lot more, very laid back, a uh, lot more conversation. You know, yeah. let's get into some communication and talk instead of, I told you, you can't do this. Or this isn't the right way. You can't do it this way, you know? And it's, you got to give them the why, you yeah. know, why they shouldn't do this and why this isn't a good idea. And let's try this instead, you know, so definitely have more uh, conversation around a lot of things that I do and giving them the why. Uh, Jen is like embedded in our brains here is ask the second question. You know, we gotta, we gotta keep communicating and ask those second questions. So, uh, but yeah, we, we have, I have my moments, <laughs> you know, I definitely have my moments, you know, uh, but they know um, that it's coming from a place of care. They also know that you know, at the end of the day, I got their back, you know, uh, I may have come down on them on something or this particular situation or thing, but they know I got their back and they know that if I'm coming down on them like that, that is, it's serious, you know, so I try to stay out of that space, because uh, we've been building relationships and building relationships with the families here, um, you know, I know we're going to get into one of my, one of my players now and their situation, but uh, just that alone, you know, how quickly they rallied around him, um, you know, where before it would have been, uh, not me, I don't really care. You know, they really embraced uh, the new culture standard that we're, we're setting, the, the tone here and the expectations, uh, that brotherhood, kind of we're family, community uh, here at Center High. And I think we're getting the families to kind of buy into that now. You know, a lot of them, a lot of families are, are coming into the building. They're asking questions. They're getting involved. Uh, whereas I don't think they had that a lot before or having someone call them and say, hey, no, you need to come in the building. We need to have a face-to-face -face sit down. We sit down at the table and let's have a conversation about what's going on. 
How can we help? What can we do? You know, we're invested in you, but at the same time, we're not going to work harder than you. You know, we we're going to work hard, but we're not going to work harder than you, you know? So you got to show us and meet us halfway uh, to make sure we're all on the same page. And I think the more we continue to have those conversations and the more that that's kind of the word getting out, um, I can't go into a basketball game now without recruiting another player. And we're only two and two. You know what I mean? I tell Jen, I leave, we go to the game. So I go, Hey, we just recruited another player, you know, or this guy wants to come to our school now or kids coming here. Yeah. And we seen in the stands, like, I want to go to this school. We're at a yeah. basketball game. We're not talking about academics. We're not, <laughs> you know, we're just playing basketball, you know? So, uh, so I definitely feel the shift. And I think that the, the more we get more people on board and we get more families and more parent engagement, uh, it's really going to, we're going to see it not as not just in the behavior and the attendance, but then the, the biggest thing is we're going to see it in academics. You know, once we get everybody fully invested in what we're doing and what the purpose is and that mission, I think the academics are going to be a huge turnaround because obviously, you know, for, for me, I look at the three things, attendance, behavior, academics, you know, because if any of those are affected, the behavior and the attendance, huge impact on the academics, uh, you know, so I'm really hoping that uh, once we get the behavior and attendance under control and we get more parent engagement and people involved and invested the way we're starting to feel that shift kind of change, that it's going to have a huge impact uh, on the kids wanting to be here, wanting to get involved in our work, uh, in their work, you know, and listening to the, the teachers and kind of just really uh, just being engaged, you know, so I think that's where I think that's I feel that's where we're going right now. I can feel it. We're making a shift. So. I'd also, I'd also, I'd also add that was perfect. In addition to the basketball, like this, this is the, in addition to the basketball and the relentless, in the relentless pursuit of the why and asking the second question, here's a, a second, another second kid story that's very fresh today. We had a, a young man come from our juvenile detention center. We've had a couple. This was the first one that walked in the door, um, fresh out of about nine months um of 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 serving behind bars he comes you know he comes in on what we call ccp on an ankle monitor and he's i mean like uncontrollably emotional about the relief he had that he wasn't locked up anymore and we always we always have you know research tells us and experience tells us that um we don't have um uh Sorry, I got somebody knocking on my door. They have no so, idea about the podcast uh, right uh, now. Miss Patty. <laughs> Does she need it? Uh, I could, I just saw her through your little window. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I'll finish this and I'll go see what's happening here. Mm -hmm. The this, this young man came came to us came to us in a, you know came to us in August. Did emotional. But I'm sorry. Hold on one second. No problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I was talking to Jennifer earlier. She said that she works with a lot of, you know, uh, law enforcement to like work on building relations to get people to, that's one way you guys get students. It seems like through basketball, through relations with, you know, people in town, that's how you guys get kind of this inflow of students. Is that how you've been seeing it? Uh, right now, yeah, it seems that way. And then now I, th I think uh, another piece is just word of mouth. You know, really just, you know, students are telling other students, parents are telling other parents. And I, I, I feel the shift of like, even though we're serving, you know, the second chance and these kids that have been maybe uh, 
removed from another school or coming from some kind of detention center, you know, now we have, you know, what we would consider just a normal average kid who just wants to be a part of what we're doing here, you know, coming through the door and going, no, I like the, I like the small classrooms. I like the culture. I like the environment. I like that, you know, you guys are having a conversation with me. You know, I like the way I'm being, just overall being treated. And I think uh, that shift has made a huge change. And now we're seeing just all kinds of students, you know, it isn't yep. just Gilbert Center, all the, the second chance, all those kids, you know, they're all being kicked out. Yeah. This and that. Yes. You know, now we just, we're just coming in. We're just sending high, <laughs> you know, it's just, it isn't where I, I want to get us away from that tag, you know, cause that's not, that's not all we are. We just, we're not just a second chance. I mean, that's school is, is founded and based on, but that's not all we are now. You yeah. know, uh, at least I feel that's it's going in that direction. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, sorry about that. Because mm -hmm. the, the two, what, what Jackson just described was, these are two students, two totally polar opposite students that I work with today. The young man visibly, right, upset com coming in from, from law enforcement. He, he, and he still lies through his teeth. <laughs> we still have lots of work to do around him for sure. For the first time in five years, he passed all of his classes but one. <laughs> Man. For the first time in five years. Now, they're not great grades to be writing home about, but the, the, the sheer look on that, on that young man's face was, 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 price, was priceless. And we keep talking about the lion and not telling the truth. And, you know, you got to make this, you got to make the right choice. And, you know, do you, do you want to go back to the D home? Like, I have nothing left to give. You can't lie. We've got integrity here. You know, those types of things. Not, I, that, the, look on, the look on his face was priceless. And I walk right down the hallway after, the, after, after you know, to, again, celebrating with him and so forth. He's the mm -hmm. first to now, to now help out on some fall clean, or, you know, on some winter cleanup. And then the very next student is literally just a student down the street wanting to come because she trusts to a former student of mine because she trusts me trust jackson she just wants a clear space and a you know a, in a clear head to come finish her five credits that she has left or five classes that she has left that's it yeah so, yeah so the 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 target on the back and the shift you know just by doing simple things like asking the second question and developing a, you know, a culture where kids belong here and are seen for who they are, um, I think has been instrumental. So both of you have talked about like word of mouth and, uh, and you said there's like a student that joined because she was a previous student of yours. And I'm just curious with these students that come from, you know, difficult past, what do you do to inspire them and to earn their trust because I know a lot of them have like their guard up and they put up barriers and walls. What have you done in the past to break down these walls, earn their trust and eventually like inspire them? Jackson's a pro at this. Go ahead, Jackson. <laughs> you know, it's um, as, as easy as sometimes I may make it look to someone looking at me work or, or build up these relationships. It's, uh, it's kind of just an in the moment uh, kind of gauging and feeling out the student uh, based on their situation because every student has a different story, different situation, and uh, really being able to 
like listen you know stop talking listen to them give them the space and the time that they need to just get it out and then being able to you know somewhat be able to relate to them most of the time um and then you know i normally start with you know some interest you know what i kind of get off of you know let's say we're dealing with a student who uh if the parents are in jail you know they're living with with auntie you know they're, they're not doing good in school they're barely here they need resources you know and it's just hard and they're tired and they're taking care of siblings they're trying to work you know and it's just it's just hard you know, uh, so being able to get them in a space to talk about other interests that they might have, you know, maybe they're into cosmetology, you know, maybe they're into basketball and they want to just, you know, find different outlets. So being able to uh, to have a conversation about other things other than just their primary focus uh, has been helpful. Uh, being able to, um, you know, check-ins, you know, we just call them check-ins, you know, just getting them five, 10 minutes every day. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, talk, talk to me about, you know, did you get to talk to mom on the phone, you know, or things like that? Or, Hey, do you have everything that you need? You know, just quick check-ins, you know, uh, always greeting them with a smile. You know, sometimes we hug them, you know, cause sometimes they need it, you know? Um, but letting them know that, uh, you know, and I have my kids, you know, up here like, Hey, I got kids. I understand, you know, but I'm not, uh, I'm not your parent. You know, I'm not your parent. I can't do all, but I can help, you know, and if you just need it, me to just sit here and listen to vent, if you need to go outside and, and, and scream or cry or whatever you you're in that space and we can do that here. So uh, I think just a lot of patience, a lot of listening, uh, giving them the time that they need, because sometimes really, you know, they just need a minute to just kind of just sit back, get it together. And we realize, you know, uh, perfect example uh cadence uh the kid uh, names cadence nelson here and uh, he's on our basketball team and uh he has come <laughs> just full circle just complete turnaround but he is one that can literally go from zero to 100 <laughs> like that with the quick temper you know and we found out just giving him a space okay he's he's yelling and he's mother effing and he's aging <laughs> out and he's angry and then you give him five minutes, he'll literally turn back around, walk back in Miss Prize office, and go, Miss, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas before, he might have not done that. You know, he might have, you know, done something else and might have got him in trouble. So uh, as my team is at the door now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just uh, really giving them that time, giving them that space, being able to listen to them. Um, and just kind of like you said, just uh, like Jen always says, ask that second question. You know, just get them talking get them talking, find out some interest and just kind of build on it, you know, but every kid, every situation is different. It's, it's hard for me to pinpoint just one thing that I do. Uh, I think I let them know that when they start talking, that I'm listening. I, I'm not on my phone. I'm not distracted by anything else. I'm just listening to them. I'm giving them my undivided attention. And I think a lot of them don't get that. So once they know that I'm actually listening and I'm engaging with them in the conversation I'm really listening to them uh, I think that's a big piece uh, for me and I think once they know that that little bit of trust starts acting and then we just start just chipping away then it's just everyday check-ins you know even if it's just a hey how you doing a quick whisper in the ear hey I know we had the conversation yesterday is everything good I see you made it to school on time you know how's mom doing how's grandma you know things like that really listening to the little things that they say 
and then bringing it back up, you know, just so they know that I was paying attention. Yeah, you know, I do. Uh, but I think just building that trust, you know, but it's, it's, that's such a hard question because it's just so hard to just pinpoint one thing that I do. Um, but I think just, you know, being friendly, you know, I definitely come in with the warm dad loving kind of, Hey, that's just, that's just talk it out. Let's just figure it out together right now. And, uh, I think once they know they have that, even there's just a little bit of trust, uh, we're that it's somewhere, you know, so I just kind of, and I just build on it I just keep building and building and building until we get the full turnaround, like the Cadence Nelsons, you know what I mean? That will now might be mad at the world for five minutes, but he'll literally take a lap around the building and come back yeah. in and go, all right, coach, I'm sorry. I'm ready to go back to class. I can finish my work. You know, or yeah. Mr. I, I, I won't, it won't happen again. You know what I mean? And, and then yeah. we'll turn around and, you know, another story, we'll have an issue with a student where literally a, a physical altercation took place, admit that he was wrong, and then say, hey, I want to turn around and shake that kid's hand. I want to apologize, shake his hand, and let him know that we're cool. We might have not had that, you know, if we don't have this culture shift here, you know. So be able to do that and him be in the headspace to understand that he did something wrong and then say, hey, I want to shake someone's hand and, and move. Man. You know, and move forward, you know, is is huge. <laughs> it's huge. I think that is so cool about your school because uh, I think Jennifer hinted to this. And then also... Uh, Trinity Charter Schools from a previous podcast hinted mm -hmm. to this, like in a, just like a standard public school, if there's mm -hmm. a altercation in the classroom, they immediately separate the two and you get suspended for a week or two weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they almost don't even allow you to like resolve and like fix. They just like, Oh, you made a mistake. You're gone. And then you're suspended. See you later. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like very little learning probably happens from that. I love how you guys, it's not like you're gone, you're suspended. It's like, hey, yeah, give ourselves five minutes to cool off. Let's go back. Let's resolve things. Let's like patch, you know, these and let's mend these broken ties. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. If if you, I'm sorry, let me step away there. Yeah, of course. Just check out really quick. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I, I would, I would, I would add to that, Sean. While he, while he does that, I would, I would add that well, the similarity with tri with trinity and us is that it's two things is that it's boundaries when you set the expectation the rules go out the door yeah our expectation here at santa high is we don't fight i've said i've had one altercation on campus all of those all of those young ladies found another school because they know we don't fight here i didn't have all of them elected to withdraw they just knew okay um the sec the second piece to what um Lawrence what where Lawrence's wheelhouse is and he's just incredibly talented with it is the ability to build relationships uh, and and mend a broken fence at the same time mm -hmm. um and that um as that second you know kind of as that as that second chance and as that you know kind of target comes on your back you'll hear me tell teachers and my whole staff did we ask the second question? And my first question, that's always the second second question. The first question though is always, who's the kid's person? Who's their advocate? Who do they relate with? Where does the relationship start with? Because if we don't have the tight expectations and they don't have that person on campus, whether that's Jackson or an advocate or another teacher, we'll never get you know, a, a, a cadence or a couple of those other student stories that we've shared to be able to mend the fence. And it, 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 
is incredibly devastating to me, the amount of parents, like parent support that they think they don't have when in the actual reality is, is that they do. Yeah. The parents still, we're, that's kind of the next goal, right? The parents come in here at this culture shift where they can't go anywhere. <laughs> where they can't go, where, you know, where, where they come in already in, in defensive mode. Yellow one. They, they come in there in already in defensive mode as if we're going to kick them out. We're not being fair. We're not being courteous. Yeah. And we, we begin to share the whole story and the reality of, of the why, the second question. Then parents begin to feel comfortable and confident that we're going to help them out, but we're not going to work harder than them. That Again, that boundary piece, right? Um, we're, we've done a ton of work with Dr. Sean Woodley, who's the author of Move the Class. And he talks about constant and constraint and how we got to be able to find a balance um, between the chaos and the constraint. We got to be able to find a constant balance in the middle um, to be to be able to execute those types of things. And until we do that, um, we're always going to live either like mad or in this total chaotic life because we're not, you know, because we're not centered. So. I think those, those, those would be the three, you know, the three things, the relationship, who's the person being able to ask the second question and the, and the boundary piece too. Um, yeah. They know the expectation and the rules go right out the door. We don't, we don't, we don't have that problem. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Thank you for yeah. clarifying a little bit more on that. And then from, you just barely mentioned it with like parents, you, you brought up parents, but it seems like up to that point before you, just said the word parents seem like all your interactions have been very much like between you and the student or the student comes to you and says hey I want to enroll or when most of the case it's like the parents enrolling their students and the parents being involved so my question to you is with your relationship where are the parents are they very involved are they not involved and like how do you interact with uh, parents I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Jackson start a parent basketball team. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm not far off though from making having a parent advisory council meeting at, at a basketball game. Um, I'll I'll be in a hundred percent transparency. We had back to school nights. Um, I had I brought in a food truck, a cotton candy food truck, and a lemonade stand. Had a DJ out, out, out back. One of my teachers is a DJ. And yeah. I ran a parent university twice, total open house style. We had 90 of 120 families at that time show up. Of those, of those, of those 90 families, 22 of them were the students only. The family didn't come to the own kids back to school night. Crazy. Right. So fast forward through, you know, through the start of a school, you know, through the, through the, through the school year, I, um, it's, it's been a lot, it's been a lot like that. We get about a 70% um, attendance rate with our student led conferences with actual parents coming to them. Um, we do those, we do those four times a year at the end of every term. It's required, it's part of their grade that they have to bring a person. And I, I would say roughly the same percentage actually bring an advocate or their teacher or someone else on staff i've been to three crazy they have to ask the principal to come with them 
because their parents are that are, are that disconnected. Now that's not a knock. Parenting is hard. It is super hard. Um, I I that's that that for sure. I will a hundred percent shout from the rooftops to whoever will listen. If you have the ticket to getting disengaged families in the door, I want I, I'm I'm all ears. I'm all ears. We're going to try in the spring. Again, I take no credit. I just it happened to be fresh on my mind. I just approved, kind of, a, you know, verbally approved it, if you will. We're going to try in the spring a car show. Lots of street life. Um, kind of, yeah, well, just that. Kind of that street life and, you know, fancy, authentic yeah. cars and stuff like that around here. Um, street racing is an unfortunate thing here in Albuquerque. This is obviously not that. But it's 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 designed. It's to, we're we're designing it to go after that kind of disconnected, disenfranchised community to draw them in based on interest. Um, I thought I thought I gave Jackson a million dollars for Christmas when I told him go ahead and see if we can get a video game truck in here for yeah. the kids for the kids, yeah. for the kids and the students to play, so I too can have another FaceTime sure. with new parents who want to come to Santa High. And existing parents that want to come to Santa High on the resources and things that we're doing for their students and how they have to participate too. My poor special education director, um, if he were here with us, I know he would tell you that the bane of his existence is getting parents to commit to coming to their own students' IEP meeting. That's a legally bound service. Their student learns differently. We have like it's a legal requirement. You have to do this. Right. And parents don't, the, I don't, I don't know that the parents understand that yet. So kind of part of that spring, kind of that spring fix in that parent university is to on purpose go over why a student needs an IEP and the parents role in that, in that, in that, in their student's special education service, because it's if they don't know, it's yeah. if they don't know. And really trying to get them to understand it's a partnership, you know, and uh, just like like Ms. Price said, just a lot of it is that I believe that they just don't know. <laughs> right. So just getting them up to speed, getting them the knowledge and the tools. And like we always say, we're going to add some more tools to your toolbox, you know, but understanding that it, this is a partnership, you know, we're, we're all in this together. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. Mm. Well, man, I feel like, We've had a really good discussion. I've really gotten to know just like on a personal level with some stories that you've shared, like what Cena represents. Um, I was just wondering before I dive into kind of like the last portion of the podcast, which is uh, we, we call it like the lightning round. Um, I was just wondering if there's anything that I've uh, missed or anything that you'd like, you know, the majority of our listeners are charter school administrators. And so is there like anything that you feel like I've missed that you would like to share. Sorry for my basketball team telling me that they're not leaving. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out why. And they're just like, they don't want to leave. I'm like, there's no one here. The lights are off and they're just in that, our That's a good room, problem to have. In our lobby, just hanging out, just talking, just waiting on me, I guess, or Miss Pride be like, okay. Go right. That's, 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 I'm watching it on the cameras right now. They're like, <laughs> They're like little kids at Christmas morning in front of that Christmas tree. I know, right? Playing with play with the oh my play with somebody's uh computer. That's hilarious. Uh, Looks like movie's computer. Oh my god. No that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, well, I'll, I'll make this last part quick so you can get to your uh, basketball team. Yeah, no, we're, we're done. They're just, like I said, they just want to go. So it's fine. <laughs> they're fine. They're, they, they, they will, if anything, we are well protected. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. That's we right. Well yeah. Protected. Yeah. So, yeah, we're good. We're good. Oh, well, so even though we call this the lightning round, don't feel like it has to be like a one word response or um, super fast. It's just meant to like, it's just gonna be a lot of questions. So if we just keep your uh, answers, you know, less than 30 seconds, um, that that's good. And um, I don't have a preference of who answers it. So I'm not sure if you want to alternate or what, but. It's hard for me and Jen to keep it under 30 seconds. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> can we have a minute? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is your podcast, so you can you can take as much as you want. Um, so let's see. If you could go back in time, what is just one thing that you would have done differently with your school? Hired Lawrence Jackson on day one. <laughs> day one, Lawrence on the team. Yep. And 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 my response is absolutely. I would yeah. Should have should have already been here day one. <laughs> All right. So no, that that's great for other administrators to know. Like, get good people on your team that you trust. You know, build build with the right people. So Sean, you're you're a hundred percent you're a hundred percent right. And, and to add to charter school leaders, don't feel if you're small and mighty, you have to do it by yourself. That is one thing that I know I struggled with in those early weeks was no problem. I got it. I'm going to do it all by myself. And there was no way there was, there was no way to do this right. That I could do that. So good people for sure. Um, being, not being afraid though, to ask for help and build it the way you want it built, um, mm -hmm. would, 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 would be my add on to that. Cool. I just want to add one last thing to that. Uh, yeah. to everyone that's listening or anyone that's listening, be, be okay with being the Indian. Be okay with being Indian, you know, learn from the chief and really kind of dive into what the mission is, what the purpose is before you, you know, kind of make, you know, kind of just off the whim decisions or kind of getting your feelings about certain things, you know, be okay with being Indian, be okay with, with falling back and letting someone else take the lead and, and learning and understanding where they're going uh, before, um, you know, making those big decisions, you know, and I think uh, me and Jen, have a great relationship because she knows I'm going to follow, you know, and not that I can't lead or not that someone can't be a leader, but right. she knows that I'm learning, you know, and I'm okay with learning. And that's, that's the part of the process, you know, so sometimes you just got to take a step back and, and let the leaders lead and kind of really, as Jen says, uh, you know, get off my bus as she drives the train, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, really just take that time, just sit back, listen, listen and learn listen and learn right. don't don't pass up the teaching moments and listen and learn you know it's okay you don't <laughs> always have to be you know not, not everybody's gonna be lebron <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean not everybody's gonna be lebron all the time yeah so it's okay cool. it's okay to be 80 <laughs> yeah it's, it's okay you'll, be, you'll great too you know so yeah no that's so true yeah awesome no i, I love the basketball reference i'm a huge right? basketball fan. <laughs> yeah cool um by the way, I'm a Utah Jazz fan, so I hate the Chicago Bulls for what they did to us. Like, oh. 
So sorry about that. But I'm still bitter about it. So it's okay. But John Stockton Malone, man. No, I'm not gonna hate you guys for giving Michael Jordan food poison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I understand. I understand. Two <laughs> uh, A. You know, who's that guy? No. <laughs> yeah. Man. Okay. Well, um, let's see here. So this is kind of, uh, I'm not sure if you do or don't, but is there anything that you would like to see happen or any type of, uh, any, sorry, is there anything you'd like to see happen with your local state or federal government, like a law change or some type of thing that's kind of holding you back? Is there anything you'd like to see? Uh, for for me, I think because um, I, I don't know too much about that, I leave all that up to Jen. I kind of when it comes to that, I kind of just stay in my lane. But for me, one thing I'd like to see change uh, is is funding. I some I somewhat feel that sometimes there is a lack of funding and resources, and I get there's a lot to go into that with not having enough people that want to do certain positions, and I, I get all of that. But I just wish that uh, the lack of funding and resources, the turnaround time with things was a little bit faster. And, you know, because sometimes we're in a situation like, you know, with our student and their family with, with the fire uh, that, you know, they're like, oh, that 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 is closed or we can't help you now or that window or that option isn't available. And I just think in certain situations, there still needs to be those resources and that funding or something for them uh, in the event that we have those, you know, kind of 911 situations. And it isn't just like, well, I'm sorry, there's nothing that we can do at this time. You know, so I just uh, I would like to see the funding and the resources kind of make a little shift for me. Smart man. Mm -hmm. I would also I would to 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 add on to that from a top vision from a leader from 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 my role right is um, I learned at the uh, at our state's public charter school leadership conference that world the world comes to a screeching halt with a global pandemic right. And we're going to get all this rescue money from the from the federal from the federal government dispersed to the states to deal with it as you as you want. It's called ESSER one and ESSER two, um, and ESSER three dollars. <throat> I learned at the or I learned at our uh, conference now that we've got state mandated data to, um, you know, close the learning gap and accelerate the learning that the learning loss that was lost amidst the pandemic. It's going to take that on average in elementary school. 4.2 years to recover, middle school, 5.7 years to recover, and high school, 6.7 years to recover. And they only gave us funding to get that accomplished for essentially four years. Hmm. So as, as, as we, uh, you know, as we begin to, as we begin to read, it's called, called rebound, as we begin to rebound, and we start to close that achieve the 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 gap for academic resources. That's what that ESSER funds for, for the fire, for the you know the 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 loss the loss of job and the loss of income and the loss of transportation. So now they can't get their kids to school. That's what that funding's for. Um, also for teacher salaries, all of that all of that stuff is essentially you know what's called CARES Act money, for us to be able to take care of our school community. And that's where that's done. That's essentially done unless we go back to the federal government and, you know, see if we there's a, another CARES Act um, that can be extended or a new act in place. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and just be, I know you guys explained it before I started the podcast, but do you mind taking a little time to explain like what you mean by the fire for everyone who's listening to the podcast and what happened? Go ahead, Jackson. Um, so we have a student uh, player, uh, student athlete. Um, and on, I believe it was this Friday, I believe it was Tuesday, uh, around 3 a.m., 4 a.m., uh, their house started to catch fire. Um, as the family um, woke up, they tried to, you know, kind of contain it themselves. And uh, just before they knew it, it was, it was, it was up in flames, you know, so, uh, and this is a family of eight, uh, six children, uh, mother and father, uh, all the way from, you know, uh, kids from first grade all the way to uh, the oldest, uh, who's actually our assistant coach here, uh, is 24. And, um, and they lost half of their house. Um, so uh, Javen and, and our assistant coach, Ty, uh, he and him lost everything. Uh, it was primarily in their bedroom and then half the kitchen and, you know, some of the uh, other things that were caught up in flames. So they, they essentially, he literally, had nothing he literally got up in the morning and they took him to a friend's house with another another one of our players here uh and just took him in you know they said hey you know we'll give him some clothes you know he wanted to come to school and literally came to school that same day you know with a, with a good attitude you know just like hey it happens there's nothing that i can do about it and i'm, I'm here and we had a game and came to the game and played and played well and contributed making making baskets making defensive stops you know, and uh, the love and support that he got after that from, you know, uh, it was all in, the, it was already in the workings from our uh, our lead social worker, Audra Hayes, you know, from everyone here in the building contributing and is everyone jumping on board. Uh, but we had um, another parent, uh, who's a player on our team uh, named uh, Leonard Lopez is the father and he's one of the managers at a Happy Days uh, uh dealership uh and um they literally him and his co-workers put together twelve hundred dollars uh for the family you know uh, a lot of it was in gift cards a lot of it in cash you know i'll just say you know half and half uh, and came here uh that same day and said hey we we this is not okay with us you know the, this is right before the holidays we're going to do something we're going to do something right now because this needs to happen right now so um, wow. as we're as our lead social worker is dealing with again back to the resources and people telling her well hey you know we're kind of closed there's nothing that we can do you know go here go here and kind of getting the run around and i get it you know i and i get it that's what, a part of what my frustration lies but then you have a parent completely just go out of his way and within 24 hours we got 1200 dollars here we got backpacks we got our other social workers out in the community uh from another um jen can dive a little bit more and how all of that came together but literally built a little store in one of our offices of tons of toiletries with lotion toothpaste you know all these things we got brand new jackets and, and coats and shoes you know literally within less than 48 hours we had everything that they a good start you know a christmas tree you know so uh and and because again we're building that kind of community uh and that love and support um that's what we got and they're able to have you know somewhere to stay hotel vouchers uh we're able to get them so um and then today the literally 
the dad called me last night. He said, I'm just not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Um, I heard that uh, he needed to borrow some shoes. He said, I'm not okay with that. He said, I'm going to come to the school tomorrow. I'm going to give you $160. Please don't tell him that it's from me. Please let him know that it's from the team. And I'm, I'm giving each kid, uh, you know, uh, money essentially to say that it's from them. Uh, you know, so he gave, he came here, dropped off $160 cash. And during practice, it was supposed to be uh, our lead social worker, uh, Audra, and another student to go to Foot Locker to get shoes. And all the kids were like, no, we're all going to the mall. We're all going together. We're, we're nope, he's not going by himself. We're all going, you know? And it wasn't just like, oh, I want to go hang out at the mall because if you give these kids a, a wiffle ball and a little tight hoop, man, they'll play on it for yeah. hours. Like it does, you know, they love playing yeah. basketball. So the fact that, uh, and I know I'm over my time here, but um, they rallied around him, man. And, and it's just a lot yeah. of love and support. And to see that, you know, them embrace him and, you know, kind of see that that brotherhood and that bond form. Uh, it's 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 another level because then it becomes more than basketball. It becomes more than about the wins and losses on the court. You know, they have a real relationship and understanding now uh, on and off the court. And, you know, it's it, it's different to see how they move around the school and how they interact with each other and how the different groups have now kind of broken up. And now they have their own little group you know the basketball guys you know what I mean and it's uh it's just it you know it really brought me to tears you know when they brought that money in here for him and um you know went down and got Jen and one of our board members and uh it just you just don't see it all the time and and uh these are the stories that don't get told or we don't hear about you know on channel seven you know but there's <laughs> a lot of good people out there in the world who are willing to make things happen you know for someone in need or a family in need and um, not that this needs to be on the news or anything like that, but you know, it's just it was just nice to see. It was nice to see kind people come together in a time of need and really help and support their family and then the kids to like rally around him and like, nope, we're all going together. He's not going, we're all going. You know what I mean? We're all gonna pick out his shoes, you know, we're all gonna <laughs> make sure he, he's got what he needs, you know. And you know, just uh to be in that moment to see that was uh was special. And, tops any win or any championship that we can ever get here just very very special so, but essentially that's what happened <laughs> man so yeah so special so cool um what a great story and i mean who wouldn't want to be like an environment where people had your back like that so mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely it's it's different now it's different like they got a different bond you know, it's a, you can see it in their eyes, the way they talk to each other, the way they look at each other, the way they just high five and kind of like embrace it isn't, it's genuine. Yeah. It's genuine. Like that's, that's my brother right there. You know, I'll, I'll tell you another situation with, with Cadence, <laughs> him and the teammate get into a heated argument and they're like, oh man, I'll kick your, uh, and they're arguing, they're going yeah. at it. And Cadence walks away. He's like, I'm not going to do anything to you. You're my brother. You're my teammate. I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know but you know even in the moment of of anger and rage he's still yeah. like, man you're my brother i love you man but you're just, you're just mad right now leave me alone dude wow yeah, that... it's, it's 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 different it's very very different and uh i'm very fortunate to be a part of it you know in our first time you know because we definitely are you know me and jen had our moments of like oh are we going to be able to the first time and we're going to we've <laughs> Yeah, it's our kids are our 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 chapping in this basketball. There's some smack talking going on, and our kids' the sportsmanship is on another level. I mean, like they don't say anything, they don't get involved. They just 
they just play basketball. We're going to lose. They just, you know, they're upset about the loss, the two losses we have. But when I tell you, like, no issues, no issues. And I know in a different situation, if somebody bumps them the wrong way, it might be a problem. But on the yeah. court, so much composure, so much patience, and the sportsmanship, again, just – we get commended all the time on how well behaved our boys are and you get that on the court. And then outside of that, you get the, Oh, that's the bad school. That's where all the, the kids that got kicked out go to. You couldn't tell me that. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And for, and for, 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 for it to start right on this little unit of eight, um, it, it, it's beginning to trickle early already on we don't do that here, right? And that's um, it, it, and even even among you know even amongst even amongst the teachers, right? Um, there's three kids on that team where I had serious doubts that they're going to make it through a school year, <laughs> right? Here, here, kind of you know here under my watch of them being able to you know to kind of toe the line with the, with the expectation and that this culture shift that I was, um, you know, expecting out of, out of staff and students. Um, so to see the three, you know, the three of them now, um, maybe I am the enemy still, I'm not, but there's, 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 there's an, there's an element of, um, just tremendous respect too, that all of them, I knew they had, they didn't know they had it. And that's, and that's just a result of, um, I think all, you know, all teachers in, in particularly with these three students, all teachers, but a bond of a missing human too. And that missing per, you know, that missing person being Jackson, one of the students, dad stopped me at the, at the, um, at the last basketball game, you know, just going through the roof about the shift change in his kid. And, you know, I was 110% on board stuff like that, you know, as well. But it goes, it goes, it goes back to having that one person and who is that human, you know, this this particular student can can trust. And his dad said it best. I can say the exact same thing Coach Jackson says, and it ain't nothing from me, but it's gold from him. It, you know, there is there the 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 relationship and the respect piece um, when we put relationships first with kids and hold a line of accountability and expectation. Um, it, it, it all starts to, it all starts to come into place, not fast, it's yeah. super hard work. I'm not even trying to sugarcoat it. Um, but I, I think I, I, I kind of think that's, that's, that's where, that's, that's where that's at. Yeah. So cool. I, I have, I don't have, uh, any further questions. Um, I'm so just impressed with what you're doing out in Albuquerque. Uh, I think you know, if someone is not getting that second chance they need, and if they're just looking for someone to listen to, like Lawrence said, like they should go to Cena. Like, it seems like that's the place where they can get that, that second chance, get that uh, person who's got their back. And um, so thank you so much for explaining to me, like how you guys got to where you are, the type of services you offer and like the, the programs that you offer. And just sharing really neat stories. So I'm just really appreciative for both of your time. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks for having us. Definitely thanks for having us. Awesome. Cool. Thanks everyone for tuning in to the Charter School Connection podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. All right, guys. That's it. Thank you so much for your time. Bye, uh, right, John.
Third time, third time's a charm. We've had that scheduled three different times. I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> yep. So we finally got it done. Um, it'll take me maybe, uh, it'll probably be middle of next week until you guys get like a finalized product and I'll send it to you um, and you guys can watch it or listen to it. And then you can always come back with to me with like revisions, like, hey, I don't like this part. Can you snip it out? Or can you, you just tell me what you want. And then um, if you guys give me the thumbs up, I'll put it on all our uh, podcast streaming services. So oh, nice. nice. Will you be, will you be able to link that to our website too and our social media accounts? Or is that something I need to do? No, that's, that's what you pay Charter Connect for. So sit back and say, relax. I was going to, I was going to say, that's where that goes too, because you're going to have to teach me how to do it. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that your podcast is on your Facebook page. Um, we'll try to submit it to, you know, local, you know, magazines, newspapers that like, this is money as far as marketing goes, because it's so genuine. Like if someone sees a billboard, they're like, they automatically think like, okay, well, of course they're the best or whatever. But if someone listens to a podcast, there's just like sincerity and genuine likeness in it. And so people tend to gravitate towards that. So we'll definitely uh, be publishing this once you guys give us the thumbs up on the final product. Awesome. Thanks, Great. So well, thanks so much. Have a good uh, rest of your weekend and happy holidays. Thanks. Thank you, you too. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, of course. Bye. Bye.